0: Hey guys, JJ here. The Minnesota Rundown is sponsored by the Better Edge app. Better Edge is a legal online social betting marketplace that you can use real money to wager that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans, place no commission positions in an online marketplace, compete in direct head-to-head challenges, compete in public or private betting competitions, and buy or sell positions whether that be spread, over/under, money line at current market prices. Use promo code 10K at BetterEdge.com to get a free $5 when you sign up and verify your ID. Once again, that's 10K at B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com to get a free $5. Are you guys looking for some kick-ass local clothing? Well, let us tell you about our friends at SodaStick. Go to their website at SodaStick.com, and hell, if you find something you like, there's no way you won't. Just enter the code 10KTAKES at checkout to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. You'll certainly catch us wearing their top-notch apparel. Once again, it's SodaStick, S O T A S T I C K dot com, and use the promo code 10K TAKES, that's 10K T A K E S, to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. This is the Minnesota Rundown, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Minnesota Rundown. The first min- episode of the Minnesota Rundown of the new year of twenty twenty two. I should say. So excited to get get started for another year of of everything. Here at 10,000 Takes specifically. And and again, this is the Minnesota Rundown presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm, of course, your host, JJ, journalist Jake, because I understand journalists have to do it until I am not. And this podcast, we like to discuss everything happening in Minnesota sports, relevant, hot, anything, in a very unfiltered and very hard, hot, in a ways that we kind of give it very hot. We give very hot takes on here, I should say, and a very unique and unfiltered uh funny, humorous, comedic way, whatever you want, however you want to take it. I want to take this show, honestly, and I want to welcome our guest, uh Mr. Luke Braun. He is the host of the Locked On, Locked On Vikings podcast and, you know, dives in. It's a daily podcast that talks about everything happening around the Minnesota Vikings. And of course, this is every season. It seems to be um every season. There seems to be a lot to talk about with the Minnesota Vikings, and it's always <laughs> negative, um, unfortunately, but it always gives us something to talk about. But, Luke... How are you doing? Uh, Thanks for coming on. How's it going?
1: Doing okay, man. Yep. Never a dull moment with this team, huh?
0: (laughs) Never. It it always seems like uh, they always keep us entertained. Um, You know, it may may Mm -hmm. not be positive all the time, but we're always entertained with this team. There's always something to talk about. It's where whenever they do get to the promised land, it's going to feel very weird, very odd, um, not have anything negative to say about them. Um, but I should say that it's it, it's it's always entertaining to talk about this team, whether negative, positive. Like I guess that usually negative. But I mean, let, I mean, right away to get into it, um, I know that uh, you know, super obviously on the hot seat. I mean, that's just been. I think a yeah. lot of people said he's probably been on the hot seat for a couple years now. But I mean, I, I've seen some little rumors, little uh, to the point where it possibly looks like. That Zimmer could potentially, I mean, I, I guess I saw the story today that they're, they're preparing for a coaching search at the end of the season, but yeah, I'm worried. And I think it's a, I think we want to see him that he's gone, but I mean, like I could totally see the scenario where he stays another year. Is that scenario still in play? I mean, is there, is there a possibility that Zimmer comes back for like one more year? I don't see it, but I mean, is there any possibility I, for that?
1: I would be pretty surprised. I'm not an insider or anything like that. You got to ask one of the beat journals if you want to know the insider thing, but we've seen reporting from Mike Garafolo at NFL network, Jason Locke on for it. CBS. I mean like big, you know, national media source people who basically said before the loss to the Packers, they said, Hey, if they lose this Packers game, they're doing a coaching search and then they lost the Packers game. So I think we can kind of deduce. Um, I would be, very surprised if Mike Zimmer stuck around. I think they're trying to make it amicable. I mean, he gave everything right. He was a uh, great coach for eight years. He did everything he he could to try to get. He failed, and that's how it goes. And it's time. But, you know, they're not going to throw him on the street. So my guess would be if people have heard that they're still talking about it or still considering that it's really just they're trying to find the most amicable way to do this. Um and and you know a way to kind of do it professionally and, and set everybody else up for their next chapter. Um, it's not going to be a bitter divorce, I don't think. But I I would be very very surprised if Mike Zimmer were a member of the Minnesota Vikings in 2022.
0: Yeah, I'd be very shocked myself. I, I don't I don't see I don't see why. Especially it, I I thought he was throwing in the towel by starting Sean Mannion. I mean, you realistically still have a shot at the playoffs. I thought it was dumb to start. I mean, I mean, what are the options? Really? I get that. You know, you're down. I mean, with some yeah, he's QB options. two.
1: Yeah, like Mond is QB three. He's is. Q Mannion is QB two. Like, that's just the way it is. And if the fact that Kellen Mond could not overcome Sean Manion, I think it says more about Kellen Mond than it does about the coaches that just like watched practice.
0: Yeah, I thought that was just hilarious. Though um, it, it makes more sense now, but how funny it was! A head coach and Mike Zimmer said in that post, they "Impressed her if we get to see Kellen Mond next week." And he's like, "Do you want to see Kellen Mond next week?" He's like, "Not particularly." Like, uh, I mean, why, Mike? Yeah, they see, see him every, him every day.
1: day. We don't see him. We don't. We need. We would love to see what we have in Kellen Mond. The coaches see them every day. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's the way it always goes. Though we always want the rookies to start before they're ready. If he's not ready, he's not ready. I didn't think he'd be ready this year.
0: Yeah, no, me neither. And I think a lot of people, it's kind of like the toxicity of the fan base. I think a lot of people thought Kellen Mond was going to be this Tom Brady coming in here for whatever reason. Like, <laughs> let's just start Mond yeah. and and get in there. Even when we were like, when we had that stretch of games where we were losing games and they really weren't on it was just a matter of blow the special teams not coming through, the defense not coming through, or the coaching not, you know, not having good time management, stuff like that. And and they're going. What's to put Kellen Mond in? Do you think he's ready? He's a rookie quarterback who's been on the who's been benched the whole year. It, the, the fan, base and some active. of the fan base's perception, everything. Yeah, wasn't even active, and the fact that people wanted him to come in for Green Bay, like we were just automatically just somehow going to win, is I, I I I knew going into this game before Kirk Cousins got COVID. That if we didn't beat LA or didn't beat the Rams, we're not going to we, we're not going to win in Lambeau. And that was my perception of it before Kirk got on COVID list. We shouldn't have came down to that game regardless at all. And we got into a situation where we it was went from maybe a two per, you know a ten percent chance of winning with Kirk there um, and, and somehow sweeping the Packers in a season to zero real quick. And I don't see how Mond would have did did anything, would have done anything different, or how he would have impacted the season any different as a as a rookie quarterback who had obviously been that, who ha, hasn't been that impressive.
1: Yeah, and the the couple plays we did see, um, you know, a couple of dumb passes to the running back, whatever, but the, the near pick at, yeah. on the third down was a fairly simple read and the ball came out really, really, really late, which is what the problem was for him in training camp and preseason. It was the problem that Mike Zimmer even identified when he was asked about this, and it was a problem for him at AM and it looks like he's still doing it late, and that's totally understandable you're trying to get a whole new NFL offense down. Of course, you're going to be thinking a little bit. Things are going to be processing a little bit slowly. Totally understandable, kind of predictable. And I, I think uh, if we really want to ignore that kind of mountain of evidence and pretend that Kellen Mond is secretly better than Sean Mannion, um, I I don't know. I feel like you have to ignore a lot and then you have to like assume a lot of other stuff. And it just feels like, show me the evidence that he's a better quarterback than Sean Mannion. I don't see it.
0: Yeah, and it comes down to it. Sean Mannion, we're not, I, I'm not a fan of Sean Mannion. I don't know why they signed him as a backup, to be honest with you. I don't get that. I thought there were like 20 other options, 30 other options that were been better as a suitable backup because it came down to not just Kirk getting COVID, it came down to this guy's been getting beat up. I mean, I, I was worried he, this season he would yeah, get injured it. for a couple weeks. You need a guy that can come in and be a suitable, just to try to maybe squeak out a win or two. If he's out for two games, try to split the two games he's out. Sean Mannion's not that guy. And it's like, I don't know if Zimmer's just, I guess I've heard things that Zimmer likes him a lot. for Kirk whatever likes him reason, a lot. I've just heard things. Yeah. I, I think Yeah, I've heard things about Sean Mannion and that he's a good like a good coach, a good guy that knows the playbook and everything. And that's good to have on a team. Maybe he should be a quarterback's coach, but maybe he shouldn't be playing. That's just,
1: if if that's all true. Every team has those duties for their backup quarterback. The backup quarterback who doesn't do anything on game day because he's never playing, has those sorts of duties on every team. So being good at those duties is a boon. But yeah, I mean, they expected Jake Browning to just win that job uh, back in August when all the quarterbacks went on the COVID list and Jake Browning was the only guy. And then he was like, okay. And then they were like, okay, this guy's our QB two until waiver cutdown day when Sean Mannion came available. And they were like, okay, Jake Browning is so like inexcusably bad. We can't possibly justify putting him on the roster. I guess we'll have to just take whoever gets cut. And that happened to be Sean Mannion. Um, so I, I think, and this has been a problem for the Vikings a lot. They just over, overestimated their own players. Um, And I think Jake Browning was one. You could look at some of the times that's happened on the defense. They just had too much faith in the development of players who didn't end up developing.
0: Yeah. And I wasn't a fan of Jake Browning. I don't think a lot of people were, but then you're like, okay, yeah, we got rid of Jake Browning and you get Sean Mannion. And you're like,
1: wait, what? Yeah. By then that's all there is. It's just people who didn't make other teams.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just strange to me what, what happened there. But speaking of the quarterback situation, you just hear a lot of. Spe- I just see so many photoshops of Kirk Cousins being in a Broncos jersey, <laughs> a Steelers jersey. Oh yeah, like what the hell is all this shit? Like, like I'm getting uh, some of get that's kind my of fault. tired of it.
1: it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. maybe I didn't see yours. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's somewhere. Oh, i just creative, spreading them. I just think it's going like all over. <laughs> it's, it's just spreading. But see, you're being funny about it. There's some weird people out there that are being really strange about it. Like, there's just there's some people that are like not only photoshopping like kirk's gonna do this so we should swap we should swap and trade for tyler huntley on the baltimore ravens i'm like how in the hell what there are serious people actually <laughs> trying to justify to get tyler huntley and there's someone that photo it had to be a joke but it was on facebook so it wouldn't surprise me if they're legit but i did the caption was said it's time and it was drew Locke in a vikings jersey
1: oh god like, yeah that's been Facebook. a thing for like two years <laughs> i i can't
0: i can't i can't i honestly can't believe that that that's that that's actually been justification for this and so i i know kirk and, and it's kind of fun to speculate but i i'm a i'm a kirk stan i like kirk cousins kirk. and i think he's a solid he definitely has his issues i think but there's some people's. Hate, that doesn't make any sense. I get the criticisms he has, definitely, but there's people that outright hate him and want to trade him this year, and done, gone, boom. But I realistically think they should hold on to him as a solid, stable court. I don't think they've had a solid team around him. So, you know, I feel like they've done a terrible job of kind of building a team around him. That's just my opinion, although he's had some, you know, he's not had the best of games. But I guess from what you've seen from speculation in the offseason, I mean, do you think Kirk stays? Does it depend on the coach that comes in? I mean, what are the factors in, in having retaining Kirk?
1: Yeah, we have no idea who is going to be making that decision right now. So first they have to decide who's going to make that decision. And then, uh, then we'll have an idea of who's going to, of what the decision will be. But like, look, there's two reasonable options here. And I think everything else is sort of beyond the pale. You either extend Kirk cousins, because he's got a gigantic cap hit. That's probably untenable. You extend him, you get that cap hit down, you commit to a couple more years or, you trade him and the the deal with trading him is not, I don't know if it's necessarily let's oust Kirk cousins. I I think it's more of a an exchange of resources because if you trade Kirk cousins, you're not getting rid of him and getting nothing back, you're getting a bunch of cap space back. You're probably getting draft picks back. So you're it's, it's buy and sell. It's a stock, not necessarily like a, a punitive exile onto some Island in the Mediterranean. Um, And, and I, so I, when I talk about trading Kirk cousins, I talk about it from that angle you know, A, who would be open to it, right? Would the Browns be open to it? Would the Steelers be open to it? Would the Broncos be open to it? Um, and I think those are three teams that would be, you know, we know George Payton loves Kirk Cousins. The Steelers are absolutely the kind of org that would like that kind of stability. Um so and, and value stability in the same way Kirk Cousins values stability. Like they see eye to eye on that. So I can see that being a good match. Um but when it comes to trading I'm not I, I don't want to do this for a six round pick. You know, I want give me something back. And if you're going to give me just a sixth round pick, then you're taking all the money and that's probably still not a good enough deal. I probably wouldn't do that. Um, and so that value conversation, we kind of jump past it and we just go like, should we, or shouldn't we get rid of him? But it's not getting rid of him. It's selling him and you get stuff back when you sell things. Um, that, but those are the two options. I I'm on the trade train. Um, I, if you're familiar with my content, you probably know more about my Kirk take. I'm happy to expound on it more if you want, but I'm on the trade train. Um, and I, I think that's the best way forward for the Vikings organization. But to your original question, Mm -hmm. if somebody comes in that absolutely loves Kirk Cousins, um, then they're going to keep Kirk Cousins. And I do think that it's that's the best way to do this. Find a coach and let that person to decide. And honestly, you probably are hiring. If you want to keep Kirk, you're going to hire a coach that wants to keep Kirk. But I think hire the coach you want and let them build the team they want. If that includes Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins, great. If not, we move forward.
0: Yeah, it all depends on. It, yeah, it comes down to the coaching, but it it, it also is the debate if they if they fire Rick Spielman or not. Which has not been as, as as heavy. I don't think it's people aren't calling for his head as much from what I see. I'm um, some people are, but it's definitely more on Zimmer and Clint Kubiak. And it all comes down to you know obviously no Rick probably likes Kirk Cousins being he was one who uh, you know was a big proponent of, of bringing him in, in bring him in, in here, bringing him in here. But it comes down to that depends on you know who comes in, and if you want to keep them, it makes sense. I, I, I'm come from the point of view of that. I think this team and all the pieces, a lot of the pieces in place to make this a team that could potentially make a run. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl winning team, but they have you know solid defensive pieces, solid veterans. You got Dalvin Cook, you got Adam Thielen, you got KJ Osborne on the rise. You got Justin Jefferson. You got a team that has the pieces that isn't just a rebuild roster. You know this isn't a mm-hmm. team, so. I feel like if you're going to trade Kirk and you get the assets, great. But if you're going to get, bring in some young quarterback that's going to be on the veteran presence team, I feel like it's kind of like a mismatch, kind of a waste, where I feel like if you give Kirk the right tools, maybe the right coach to get the right play calls, build up a decent offensive line, which we seem to have not been able to do the last few years. And uh, I feel like these pieces can come together. It's just a lot to me this season was not putting the pieces together, you know, calling repetitive plays that haven't worked, doing – terrible time management, repeating stuff over and over and over again. And we know Zimmer, I personally have liked him as a coach in a lot of areas. He's been a, he's, he's kind of has a stern, he's a smart football guy. I just think he's kind of stuck in his weights a little bit. And I think that's where a lot of his criticism comes, comes to. And I feel like if you do keep, you, you do have the pieces there, I think, to build a team, but if the right deal comes along, like going after a Russell Wilson or going after a more, it comes along where you can potentially get a more experienced quarterback somehow, um, instead of starting over with the younger quarterback. I think that's something I'd be open to. And I think that would potentially work. It's just, I feel like I don't want to have to be in a rebuild phase when this team isn't like, they're not, they're not going four and 11. They're probably going to finish eight, nine, you know, mediocrity. They're stuck in mediocrity is what they are. You know, they're not terrible, but you know they're mediocre, and I feel like they've they've been on the verge of just trying to break over the hump for the last four or five years. They haven't been able to do so, and a new coach can do that. Maybe with the pieces they currently have, maybe not. But that's just kind of where I viewed it a little bit. But I'm not an analyst. I'm not you. Certainly not yourself. You're the one who covers it daily, so I don't know what your take is on all, all that. Call me a dumbass for all for all I care. I, I don't care. <laughs> that's just my whole view well, on everything.
1: Well, I'd be nicer about it than that. No, the uh, so here's where I'll, I'll fall on where the whole Vikings are. I think mediocre is too kind to them. I think they are currently not good enough where whatever your threshold for a good enough team is that we can run back that we can, you know, maybe just tweak and go. They're not there. Um, and I think we we've saw proof mm-hmm. of that a lot in the 2021 season, losing the lions, losing the Cooper rush. Those moments are moments that a playoff or even playoff adjacent team is not, they're not going to suffer that. So that's why I'm a little bit more comfortable because honestly, looking at where the contract situations are looking at where the team is and everybody's getting old and all this stuff, 2022 kind of feels like a rebuild year, whether you like it or not. So we might as well lean in. Yeah. Um, It feels like the, the path toward contending in 2022 requires you to thread a lot of needles. And uh, uh, even if you like Zimmer and Spielman, that's a, a lot to ask. And so where I, where I say, you know, let's find a way forward, that might may mean a rebuilding year in 2022. And I hate that. I resisted that for as long as I possibly could. I just don't feel like we have a choice now. Um, and so where, where I fall on that too, and this is, I get, I'll, this is where I get into some of the Kirk stuff. The big thing for Kirk with me is meat, meat left on the bone. Um, and that's not going to be something, you know, I, I, don't evaluate on stats. I don't evaluate on grades or anything like that. I'm evaluating on moments. And, um, when, when I say meat left on the bone, I'm, you know, I'm talking about a missed downfield opportunity that could have been a 45 yard play and turned into an eight yard completion that looks positive on a lot of stats. That's going to be a po- plus EPA. That's going to be good yards. It's going to be good yards per attempt or whatever, but it could have been 40. And that, that, that's, you know, to me you could argue that that's a 32 yard loss that you just cost them by, you know, making the wrong read or not getting there or something like that. Um, some of, sometimes balls are coming out late. Um, there is a certain mentality that the, that journalists have asked Kirk cousins about, and he kind of defends and he's defended this for his whole career is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there, there's a lot of live to fight another day in the way that he plays the game. And he will defend this. He will cite, um, you know, lessons he learned back at Michigan state that say like, you know, "Well, well, I didn't, you know, I tried to do force something, and then I threw an interception. I didn't live to fight another day, and it was first down, and I could have done this. Um, and and that's all well and good, but there have been too many times where the possession runs out, and you didn't fight any of the days. If you're going to live to fight another day, you got to pick a day to fight on. And um, I, I I don't see that on the in the big picture often enough, and so that's where you get to you know a lot of three and outs, a lot of things like the first half against the Rams where they get one first down in the whole in the whole half. Um, that kind of thing to be, Forget the contract. Forget the. The supporting cast, forget all that. Those are, are quarterback centric mentality problems that are, are not going to change. Kirk's not going to change that about himself. He doesn't even think that that's a thing that's wrong. Like he would disagree with me emphatically that that's a critique. He would say like, yes, I am like mm-hmm. that and I'm proud of it. Um, And, and so that's that, that there's no changing that by getting a better left guard and that's i think more mm, motivating right. me to move on and then once you have that conversation then you go okay and then we can get rid of some of the money and we can maybe get a draft pick and we can maybe draft the next quarterback who's in the draft let's start having that conversation um but for me that's where i see the them like kind of stuck in the mud you know
0: mm-hmm. no and i totally get that i uh, because Kirk has definitely, that's where his criticism, probably one of my criticisms of him would be is I certainly don't dislike him as much as I think he can probably be more successful than I think a lot of people think. Um, but I think he does, he does get stuck in his kind of like a Zimmer mentality gets stuck in a.
1: Yeah. Zimmer's been stuck in his this too. And this is like, let's just back it off yeah, and give up and, a six and, yard and, play and, and let's contest something else. And then suddenly the player it's actually coming down to Cameron Dantzler messes up once touchdown lions. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, right, exactly. And it's 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 one of those things where Kirk won't necessarily change for it, but I believe his style of play could be successful on the right team and with the right with the right tools around him. We've seen that in a lot of games this year where Cincinnati should have been a win. Kirk went down, we kicked the field goal, we tied it up. You know, he, he did he made some great sure. plays in that last drive. Um to sure. come down, then we fumbled it. I, I don't think that was a fumble. That was bullshit. Um uh, on on Delvin Cook in overtime. Very close though. Um, and then of course in Arizona, you know, rolling down the field. I Kirk made some a couple of big shot plays, 37 yard kick, missed. And then, you know, Detroit, um, you know, shouldn't have been that position. Defense I shit the bed, but um, you know, I think I think we had kind of gone down and came back in that game a little bit, shouldn't have had to. Um, and then the defense just kind of broke apart. So in, th- in terms of this just the season, there were some pl- there was some stuff Kirk did that kind of was went against what the, you know, his criticisms, a lot of his criticisms. He can't come up big in a lot of games. And career wise, he hasn't done that a lot. But this year, he did that a little bit. And other factors came into play that kind of ruined that in about two or three games that now, now looking back in hindsight kicked us out of the playoffs. And I think, I think realistically, we could be finishing 10 and 7. I'm not saying we're going to be finishing 13 and 4 and winning the division and no. going to the Super Bowl, but a lot of it, you know, should be, we should probably be playing in, you know, going into the playoffs this year. And a lot of that pinpoints down to just a lot of maybe coaching errors or, or defensive errors or special teams, not even offensive line issues that you can't fully put on Kirk. And that's where I think a lot of the people who do defend Kirk are looking at it from that perspective yeah. of, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. there's these other issues. But if you put that together, well, then Kirk, you know, when you get him time and all this, he can maybe go off. But it is hard to say because we haven't seen Kirk go deep in the playoffs yet. So I can't be saying that. For you sure. Know, I like For Kirk. Sure. It's just in terms of a stance of should they be in the playoffs? Yes. And is it Kirk's fault? Probably not. But, yeah, I see what you mean, though, on those stances. Is he a longevity and reliability?
1: I got a split. (laughs) I got a split from you. Sorry to cut you off there.
0: No, 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 you're totally fine. Uh, Yeah, Luke, I I appreciate you coming on the short and sweet episode. Um, Where can people find you quick before you have to go?
1: Sure. Yep. You can find me on, uh, the, at the lockdown Vikings podcast. You can find that free on all platforms, including YouTube, if you're interested in that. Um, and you can find me right in twice a week at zone
0: Perfect. All right. Well, Luke, thank you so much for, for joining us on the podcast today. I'll let you go mm-hmm. and, um, hopefully have a, have a good one and, uh, let's see what, uh, it be an interesting off season for the, for the Vikings. I'll, I'll say that
1: <laughs> for sure. Take care, buddy.
0: All right. Yes. Yeah. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of the Minnesota Rundown, short and sweet Vikings edition, I should say, as we brought on Luke Braun, who is the host of the Locked On Vikings podcast. Of course, a lot to break down uh, this week, especially with Mike Zimmer and, and them listening to Green Bay. If you don't follow us already um, on 10,000 Takes, just look up, look us up, 10K Takes, all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, we're on TikTok, uh, we, we're run we're on instagram we're all over the place you can also look up our entertaining blogs at 10ktakesmn.com we also have other fantastic podcasts under our network we have our wild takes podcast third and forever we have two of our newer podcasts uh featuring uh the jj twins our first female personalities here at Ten Thousand takes that is called it's just a nickname we also have the Half podcast featuring two former college hockey players, Gage Ausfus and Trevor Olson, who played at North Dakota when they won the national championship in 2016. So they have a bunch of stories from their college hockey careers and junior hockey. It's a fantastic podcast. They have the first episode out right now. That is something you do not want to miss. And of course, we have our flagship podcast. It's a bit uh, focuses on entertainment and all of our relatable life experiences, including sports, whatever it may be. Look that all up. And, of course, if you do like this podcast, you do like the Minnesota Rundown, make sure to tell your friends. If you don't like it, well, then give me hate mail. I really don't give a shit. I love hate mail. So keep coming after me with it. I love that. And, guys, um, we just appreciate you listening to another episode of the Minnesota Rundown. I'm, of course, your host, journalist Jake JJ. And have a good rest of the week, everybody.